Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Spiritual things are not static. By that I mean they don't just stay the same day in, day out. Uh, if you feed them, they develop and grow and exercise them. If you don't, they wane and weaken. And so uh, we are getting stronger in faith or we're getting weaker in faith. We're not just staying in the same place. You can't just, as they say, put a pin in it. <laughs> and um, uh, Because whatever you're watching listening to, feeding, thinking about, talking about, that's affecting your faith or your fear, your confidence, your joy or your or depression. And so, uh, uh, thankfully, it's our choice what we look at, listen to, think about. And so if you've been struggling, you know, with a lack of joy, lack of peace, frustration, fear, then take account of what you've been watching, what you've been listening to, what you've been thinking about, what you've been talking about. And faith school is a time uh, and an opportunity where we just focus on what he said. Hallelujah. And tune the other stuff out and give him an opportunity to put something good in us. And if we will do this on a regular basis, which is why Thanks to the Lord's goodness and to all our partners and everybody that supports this, we, we go on day after day, week after week, and intend to keep going. And if you do that day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and you're using your faith as you're feeding it, you won't be staying where you are. You'll be developing. You'll be going from grace to grace, from faith to faith. From glory to glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You won't be losing ground. You'll be gaining ground. And the way that shows up is that what used to seem unreachable, impossible to you, you grow in faith for a while. It not only seems possible, it seems easy. And that thing didn't change. You changed. Your faith changed, so how you see it changed. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom with us, and let's get some of that today. Father, all of us, thank you that you've brought us this far, and we reach out to you, we open up ourselves to you to put into us your words and to feed our faith and to strengthen us and show us what we need, and give us what we need right now. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look again in our, our text in John, 1 John 5, 4. 
We've been talking about the faith that overcomes. And it's based on this truth here. 1 John 5, 4 says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. 2 Corinthians 4 talks about we having the same spirit of faith. Uh, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Just saying these words initiates victory in your life. I'm an overcomer. Hallelujah. Just saying those words, and greater is he that's in me. Saying those things as an act of not indifference, but yeah, I believe this. It sets things in motion for you. It's, and, and it stands out because most of the world is not doing this. So many people are just, you know, they're talking about how bad it is, how hard it is, how, what they don't have, what they don't know, what they can't do, what people won't do for them. They are victims. And they see things through victims' eyes. And granted, a lot of bad things have happened to a lot of people. But don't live in the past. Let God bring you up. Let him bring you out. And no matter how terrible of a thing you went through, you don't have to live a scarred, broken person. Uh, you hear people say things, even Christians, even ministers say, well, you know, we're all just broken people. Speak for yourself. <laughs> We've all been hurt. We've all been hit. But why do I have to live limited, incapacitated because of things of the past, maybe some of which I had no control over? No, that's acting like God can't heal you. That's acting like God can't restore you completely, that you've got to carry around these scars and this brokenness. No, no, it's good to humble yourself before the Lord if you're talking about that. But no, if you're talking about being hurt and carrying hurts, that's not letting God heal you. And if you'll open up yourself, you've got to forgive people. If you'll forgive people, forgive yourself. Receive forgiveness and receive healing. Let him pour in the oil and wine and quit living in the past. Quit talking about all that. You can actually completely overcome that and no longer be changed by it. No longer be restricted. No longer be held back. Said out loud, the past is the past. The past, is the past. Forgetting those things that are behind. I'm reaching toward the mark for the high prize. Hallelujah. What are you re You're reaching for what God has called you to, that high calling. And, and that does not include you being broken. His body was broken so we could be whole. Amen. By his stripes, yes. you are broken. Clatsy, are you with me or not? No. By his stripes, you are healed. Somebody say healed. I'm, I'm healed. I am the healed of the Lord. 
just, just reach up right now and say, I receive healing, I receive healing for my body, for my soul, for my mind, for my emotions. I forgive everyone who has done anything to me. I release it. I let it go. I forgive myself. I receive forgiveness. Lord, pour in the oil and wine of the Spirit, your healing power. Restore my soul. Make me whole and sound and strong. I receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Quit talking about being broken. And begin to confess, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. I'm the healed of the Lord, not the broken. In uh, 1 John 5, he said, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We saw in Romans 10 that... uh, he said, how, quoting the scripture, how beautiful are the feet of them that, that proclaim the good news, the glad tidings of good things. And he said, Isaiah said, though, who has believed our report? And so then faith comes by a report and the report by the saying of God, what God has said. We saw, go back there again, please, in, in Numbers 13, Numbers 14, We saw such a a vivid example of good report and bad report when the first covenant people that the Lord delivered out of Egyptian bondage, all the miracles they saw and then the great deliverance, he got them all the way to the border here of Kadesh where is the promised land. It's just right there. They sent the spies in. They scoped out what was there. They came back and they told the people, they they brought them their report. And they said, yeah, yeah, it's a good land. Look at the big cluster of grapes. Look at the uh, pomegranates and the figs. Nevertheless, and that's, you can almost feel everybody's feathers fall. And we know that's what happened because chapter 14 starts out with them all crying. All night long. Based on what? Now, now let's just stop right here. When the spies get back, everybody sees the giant cluster of grapes. (laughs) They're excited. Right? The excitement would have just gone through the multitude. There's hundreds of thousands of people there. And and, uh, they're here. They're no longer slaves. God's healed their bodies. They got money in their pocket. And look here, look here. It's just like God, look at those grapes. Look at those pomegranates. So they're up. Had to be. Until they say, nevertheless, there's giants over there. And wall, cities walled up to the sky. See, unbelief exaggerates. <laughs> huh? Yeah. To the sky? No, they ain't to the sky. I mean, 
And then they went on to say, and all the people we saw there were of great stature. No, everybody's not giants over there. No, most of them are not giants. Can you see what I'm talking about? Unbelief exaggerates. It's revealing the track it's on and what kind of spirit it's involved with. Because in order to turn loose of the truth that God had given them, they got to believe something else. Well, this something else are lies. And it finally came out of their mouth, we can't do it. That's a lie. Yeah, there are giants there, but it's not true that you can't take the land. Because giants are not bulletproof. <laughs> they're not arrowproof. <laughs> yeah, they're big, but they are not unconquerable. You know, David, a youth, took one out with a slingshot. If you got God with you. Right? Come on, can you see that? All kind of things are possible. And so, if you skip down to the, the 14th chapter here, it says, I'm reading the living translation of this, verse 1, it says, All the people began weeping aloud and carried on all night. Wouldn't that have been something to hear? Weeping, crying, sobbing, moaning. Hundreds of thousands of people camped up all night long. This went on. And it's angering the Lord. Class, are y'all with me? See, sometimes people have thought that every time somebody cries, you're supposed to hug them. Huh? Pat them on the back. No. There's some unbelieving, rebellious crying that you don't need to give place to for one minute. You need to say, stop that. What are you doing? Stop that. And they don't realize they are blowing it. Here's the promised land. It's yours. You are so close. You're closer. Your father never came this close. Your granddad never came this close. You are right here. And you're blowing it. You are through what you're doing right now, crying and sobbing and feeling sorry for yourself. And what's happening all night long while they did that, they are yielding to wrong spirits. It's evidenced by, read what they said now, after all this crying and moaning and, and, and weeping, crying aloud, they complained, verse 2, against Moses and Aaron. Their voices rose in a chorus of complaint against Moses and Aaron. I'm reading the Living Bible. They said, we wish we had died in Egypt. Well, who, who brought them that idea? Huh? You, you, you're gone from Egypt. Why talk about Egypt? You didn't die in Egypt. Celebrate. <laughs> right? But, uh, now, now, why are we talking about this? Because 1 Corinthians 10 says these things are written as instruction to us. They are examples and they're warnings for us. Does this same thing happen today? 
Can people get to looking at the wrong thing, thinking about the wrong thing, and start crying and feeling sorry for themselves and get mad and bitter and blaming other people and blaming God and get to the point where they despair of life? Wish I was dead. It is stupidity. Are y'all with me, class? It is not to be coddled. It is not to be coddled. It is to be repented of. It is to repent of. God has been too good to them for them to be acting like this. Is that right or not? I mean, just not that many days ago, they were slaves bowing under the yoke. People could, I mean, their, their Egyptian taskmasters could beat them into the ground, break their bones, kill them. And not even be arrested for it. They, they are some, they're like a cow or a horse. They belong to somebody else. Got no property. Got no freedom. Got no rights. And here they are. Dressed in new clothes. Money in their pocket. Healed. Free man. Free woman. And God says, I got you some property. I got you a place. Picked it out myself. And you cry all night and say, wish I was dead. It's Moses and Aaron, they've got us in a mess out here. I wish we, we could have died in the wilderness rather than die over here. And this is living Bible says, Jehovah will kill us there. And our wives and our little ones will become slaves. Let's get out of here and go back to Egypt. This angered the Lord. You read the rest of this chapter. I mean, he, the, the further they go with this, the angrier he is about. And you cannot blame him. He's just and righteous in all of his responses, all he does, all he doesn't do. They said, we, 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 got, we got to get new leadership. They are rejecting Moses. They are rejecting Aaron who are God's hand-picked choice to lead them. In so doing, they're rejecting God. Let's get out of here and go back to Egypt. And the idea swept through the camp. Let's elect a leader to take us back to Egypt, they shouted. What's that got to do with us today, this day and age? Everything. Faith still works exactly the same. Fear still works the same. The enemy still works the same. He will bring thoughts. He will bring feelings. He will try to get you looping on something. Giants, 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 giants. No way, no way. Giants, you're going to die. Why do they get this in their mouth so quick about dying? We're going to die. We're all going to die out here. It, with the same amount of breath, you could say, we're going in. We're going in. We're, right? Right? Why do you have to do that? You don't. I said you don't. It's a choice. Go with me to Psalm 78. And it gives, uh, these Psalms are accounts of what happened. And they're inspired by the Spirit. Psalm 78. And you see the thing that enabled this fear and this negativity, this fixation on death to get a hold of them. 
In the 78th Psalm, it's a lot of verses, so I won't try to read them all. But it says, verse 6, said that the generation to come might know even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments, and might not be as their fathers a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. Verse 10, they kept not the covenant of God, they refused to walk in His law, and forgot His works and His wonders that He had showed them. Marvelous things did He in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea. He caused them to pass through. He made the waters to stand as an heap. Now let's just stop. If He can do that, can He take care of a giant? Come on, help me out. Huh? In the daytime, he led them with a cloud and all the night uh, with a light of fire. If he can do that, he can help you get through a wall. Right? But what was the problem? You're going to see this over and over. They forgot that. That was, they they let go of it and it's out of mind. See, you, you can't remember all those miracles that delivered you in Egypt and think it's impossible to get past a giant and a wall. You can't. In order to believe it's impossible to, to lay hold of what God's given you, you've got to forget. You've got to forget all these miracles. The, the two can't work together. Mindful of miracles, that means you believe he can do something else. Right? And this is how the enemy is. He is such, such a negative, persistent cuss. Uh, I don't care if God has healed you a thousand times over 50 years. Some symptoms come on your body again. You know what the enemy will come and say? Not this time. No, no, this is, uh, you're not going to make it through this. Why? Why? If If God brought me through the other 50 times, Right? Why can't I get through this? Is his power limited? Is his hand shortened? You have to forget all his wondrous works. You have to forget his miracles. You have to forget his faithfulness. You have to forget his goodness to get to the place where you cry all night and say, we're all going to die out here. Which you can begin to see why uh, in the Old Testament, in the Psalms, Proverbs, the, the prophets, in the New Testament, we're told repeatedly to give thanks. Amen. Aren't we? In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. Right? Let us offer up the sacrifice to pray, of praise to God continually, Hebrews says. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name Why? Why does the Lord keep emphasizing this to us? Why? Because this will prevent us from getting in this mess like this. This will keep us aware of His miracles. Aware. Why? Because we're thanking God for them. Right? We're thanking God for what He did for us yesterday and last week, right? And last month and last year and 30 minutes ago. Thanking God. 
thanking God, what would that do? That's got you primed to believe for another miracle. Come on, can you see that? Why? Well, he did this. He's a miracle worker. He does all kind of good things for me. I just rehearsed uh, 12 of them just this morning. And then when you need something else, we're well, like, okay, here we go, number 13. <laughs> right? <Yeah. Yeah>. Right? <laughs> Keep reading. Verse 11 said, they, they forgot his works and his wonders. He divided the sea. Uh, he's leading with the cloud and the fire. Verse 15, he claved the rocks in the wilderness. He gave them drink out of the depths. He brought streams out of the rock. If he can do that, he can get you over a giant. He can get you through a wall, right? But see, can you see how, why it says this? They had to forget. They had to forget all of the wonders God showed in Egypt delivering them. They had to forget water out of the rock. They had to forget crossing the Red Sea on dry ground. They had to forget. I mean, if God, he has already taken out Pharaoh's entire elite armed forces. He's already done that. What's a couple of giants? Can you see this class? But see, you don't think like that. When you listen to the wrong thing, the bad report. See, the bad report. Well, you've been diagnosed with a, with a bad disease. And if you, don't, if you don't do the right thing, you'll Google it. <laughs> Find 400,000 entries on it and how bad it is and, and find all the Latin names and and all the varied symptoms, and then the prognosis, and then the this. And the, what are you saying? Giant, giant, 10 foot tall, 600 pounds. We're all going to die out here. Or you could say, okay, that's enough of that. I got it. <laughs> Turn the page. God, you're already on the right track. God. Healed me when I was a baby. Huh? Healed me when I was a teenager. Healed this. He healed that. He healed my knee. He healed my toe. He healed me when my breath was short. He cleared up my lungs. He made my heart beat right again. Come on, can you see this? This won't be a problem. Come on, can you see that? We'll get this too. We got all these other things. We'll get this too because you don't forget what he has said. In verse 22, it says, they believed not in God, they trusted not in his salvation. Verse 40, how oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? They turned back and tempted or tested God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy, how he had wrought signs in Egypt and wonders in the field of Zoan. They're forgetting all he had done for them and believing lies that he hated them and believing that the problem was bigger than could be overcome limited what God wanted to do in their life. That's a sad thing. God wanted them in the promised land and they circled out there 40 years until they died. Except for Joshua and Caleb. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
and Keith and you. Is that right? <laughs> Our time's up. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here at Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.